Hello and welcome to this episode of Antricia Bray Unfiltered. I am your host, Antricia Bray, the only life master helping you fast track uh, to your next level of greatness in life, personal finance, and business. It is a pleasure to greet you here on the set today as we're going to talk about Don't Cry Now. We're going to talk about Don't Cry Now. And so nevertheless, guys, let me just do a little housekeeping here if you haven't already gotten your copy of uh, Recreating a Better Me, Seven Step System, I encourage you to go to Amazon now and snag that book. It is a great resource, not only to have in your home library, but it's also a great system for uh, and, and resource to have for you that are transitioning your life for whatever reason, whether you are empty nesters, whether you are transitioning uh to a new life due to divorce or loss. It is an awesome resource for you to have in your home library and also an awesome book for any organization of women who uh, are coming together in a healing process. And so it's good to um, have somebody to uh, share with you and help you and show that level of support when you're going through any difficult times in your life. And so it is just an amazing resource for you to have. And I encourage you to uh, go to Amazon now and get your copy of that uh, and start doing the work. You know, I've, I've gifted several with the book and they said, oh, this is my next read. I'm going to read. And I said, no, you have to do the work. You know, doing the work is important. You know, it's one thing that... Um, we say we read and 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 we're learning and we're growing and we're healing. But if we're not doing any work behind all that we see and all that we do and all that we learn, then we're doing ourselves injustice. So in order to get something different out of life, you must do something different. And this book, this guide, this resource is going to require some work of you. And I must say it is a... Um, good and easy read. Uh, but also if you're looking to uh, transform some areas in your life where you've been stuck, whether it's in your health, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in your personal finance, or even in your business, get this book and begin to do the work and process uh, the information and that, that you're learning. Uh, and begin to move forward into your next level of greatness. Now is a better time than any, regardless of all those things that are going around, going on around us, uh, all the setbacks that seem we seem to be faced with, the challenges, do the work and begin to move forward into your next level of greatness. With that being said, we're talking about don't cry now. And that is... Uh, basically, um, what I want to, to, to address with you, you know, we, we sit here and we complain about, uh, so much that's going on around us. We complain about, uh, the condition of our, uh, communities. We complain about the dynamics of the students, our children, uh, just going astray. We complain about the infested 
drug-infested neighborhoods. We complain about uh, our bosses on our jobs. We complain about everything. But yet, when the answers are presented to you, you don't want to apply action. You're comfortable in complaining about a problem when you really don't want a solution for that problem. You just want to complain. You want to continue to make excuses. And this is what I find is a problem for many of us. We're so programmed and conditioned to the negative side of whatever the situation is that has presented itself in our lives. But when it comes to applying something different so that we can reach a healthy solution, oftentimes I find that we don't want that. We will shy away. We will make excuses. We will avoid solutions for problems that we face. So my message in turn to you is to don't cry about it. Because many times if you come to me with a problem and I offer you a solution and you in turn give me an excuse, I don't want to hear anymore. I am a solution-focused person. My personality is positivity. It is healthy. It is with boundary. It is with um, high expectation. It is with a level of, of, of quality and a level of greatness that is oftentimes unmatched. And so many times when you're coming to me with problems, of what you're dealing with with your kids, problems of what you're faced with on your job, problems of your business is not going the way that you feel like it ought to go, problems of you want to do something different. And I come at you with a solution because oftentimes problems that are coming to, to me, problems that are coming to you from other people, you possess the answer for that problem. And if you don't possess the answer for that problem, you know a resource that can provide that answer. And so when people continue to come at me with problems and I offer to you solutions for that problem, don't tell me that, oh, that won't work. Or, oh, I've tried that before. Or, oh, I've done this. Or, oh, I've done that. If you have not applied the recipe for which I am giving you in the way that I am giving it to you, don't cry about it. And I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm reflecting back here recently in my community to where um, there's been some violence, some gun violence going on. And they tell me that these are kids 
that are, uh, are, are engaging in this gun violence. They tell me that these are also kids that are participants in a uh, organized criminal uh, gang or uh, institution or whatever it is. I don't know. This is, this is what I hear that is going on within my uh, community. And so when you look at a group of young males or a group of young males and females that are coming together to engage in organized crime, the, the, the problem in the solution has to go beyond prayer, has to go beyond us stating what the problem is, has to go beyond us crying about a situation that there's obviously solutions for the problem that we're not willing to, to fight, so to speak. When you think about gun violence, the guns have to come from somewhere. When you think about organized crime, somebody's leading the movement. When you think about a group of young people who uh, feel as though they need this type of attention or this type of validity from a negative aspect of things, we dropped the ball a long time ago before it got to this place. So whether it's we as parents, whether it's we as a school system, whether it is us as an, a religious organization, whether it is it's us as a community as a whole, a city, a state, whatever it is, we dropped the ball. And so when solutions are presented to us and we reject or we refuse or we're reluctant to accept the help, why now cry about it? If I'm cooking something on my stove, and I'm cooking it at the right temperature and I have the right ingredients in there and I time it just right, then I'm gonna have a pretty good meal. But if I'm cooking something on the stove and my temperature is up too high and I leave it on there a little too long and I don't add all the right ingredients, chances are, my end product is not going to be very good. I'm going to end up with something that I did not bargain for. And this is the problem that I see within the community and within our homes. When we look at young people who looks like things are going haywire, where did it go wrong? It did not go wrong overnight. I see households where parents are turning up, getting high, drunk, 
strung out, avoidant personality when it comes to our children. They're in the house, but then there's no attention given to the children. We're allowing YouTube, Roblox, uh, what is that? Uh, that Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto, all this stuff to bombard our children's mind, the social media pages that shows the fights and the violence all day long. Then we have no accountability within the home. We give and give and give and give and give and never require anything of them. So they become entitled that I can sit here and not clean my room. I can sit here and not uh, clean the house. I can sit here and not do anything productive, but yet my parents are gonna give and give and give me for whatever reason. So I'm entitled to whatever is given to me. Then we give the kids access to alcohol. We give them access, unsupervised access at that. It's one thing if you're giving them access to the step of death, you won't even supervise what you're allowing them access to. They're taking your stuff. They're taking your drugs. They're taking uh, your, your prescript, prescription pills and things like that. And they're just doing whatever. It's the cool thing to do. It's the cool thing to, to then they we send them off to school. We're thinking that uh, teachers are supposed to do something that you're not even willing to do. We won't even hold them accountable for being respectful in the schoolhouse. So they go to the schoolhouse with their guns, with their drugs, with that mentality that um, they're superior over everything else with that mentality that uh, they're entitled to everything to just be given to them. And not even the school can do anything with them. And the minute the school tries to set some boundaries or to try to set some resolve for the behaviors that you're even having with at home, you got a problem with it. Now you want to holler, you want to sue the school. Now you want to holler, don't do that to my child. Now you want to holler, uh, y'all prejudice or, or y'all just this and that. So then let, let's look at the dynamics of the father or the missing parents. Because right now, it's not even only the father that's missing. Oftentimes, it's the mom that's missing as well. And so now the kids are either in the system or they're with grandparents who are not really involved in raising them. They're putting shelter over their heads and they're putting food uh, in their bellies nine times out of 10. But anything other than that, the grandparents are living their best life themselves. They ain't got time for it. And so you got all these missing dynamics within the house and a child who is so mentally and emotionally and physically and probably sexually confused as well that they say, what the hell? They say, what's the use? 
It says they go out here and they attach themselves with some other confused, distraught, broken, unhealed, traumatized individuals, and they organize criminal activities. Because even when dad tries to step in, even when dad wanted to try to see his kid, even when dad tried to even say something, you have damaged that child so much, or that, dam that, that damage has been 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 so infiltrated by your bitterness or your confusion or your past trauma that you haven't healed from that you won't even allow the dad to say something. And so now when the men try to step in, we beat them down. When the men try to step in, we say, oh, they wrong for that or they too rough. And now we got a dynamics of criminals who are on their way to two of one or two places to a graveyard or a prison cell. But let me tell you, before they go, they're going to wreak some havoc. They're going to tear up some households. They're going to cause some loss. They're going to terrorize a neighborhood. They're going to steal the stuff that you've gone out and you worked hard so hard for. Because when somebody was giving you solutions, you didn't want the solutions. You were comfortable in complaining about whatever the problem was. So my only message for you is don't cry now. Don't cry about it. That's your child that you're scared of. That's your child that you think is so cute that they're out here terrorizing neighborhoods and uh, participating in gun violence and, 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 and killing other people's sons and daughters. And when it's turned back and now your sons and daughters are dying, it's not so cute after all. When your sons and daughters begin overdosing and losing their life behind drugs, when your sons and daughters are now a, a target or a victim of somebody else's rap because of what you wouldn't allow the school to do, because of what you refuse to do, and for what you wouldn't allow the dads or a community of help to, to, to do, then what you crying for? Because I tell you, I have enough emotional trauma on a daily basis just trying to make it through the day, worrying about my grown children, Wondering if they're okay or if they have become a target of somebody else's instability. When I'm in a classroom of broken children who don't value an education, who are so damaged by their environment and circumstances before they even reach me. When I look at a community that was once so loving 
and a community of individuals who seem hopeless, who are scared of their children, who don't want anybody to help them with their children unless they're in trouble and see no way out or they're having to spend money to bury them or spend money in the court system to save them from a prison cell. It breaks my heart. But at the same time, you can't come to me crying about something that you were given solutions for or something that I know that there were people that reached a handout to you to, to help or to assist before it got to this point. What are we crying for? And when I say don't cry now, when I say cry, I can change that word to complain, to make excuses. Because I can tell you once our children get up to a certain place of development and age and when they've made up their own mind, there's no changing that a lot of times. A lot of times what we see and what we're dealing with at this point has to just run its course. I feel as though I was a very good parent. But have my children been perfect? No. Would I tell you that they're perfect? No. Am I proud of them for whatever uh, place they are in their life? Absolutely. Because every day they get up and they give it another chance. There's some of the things that they face and the challenges that they have to deal with bring tears to my eyes? Absolutely. But I have no judgment. And still, I'm not making excuses for them. Whatever their reality is, is their reality. And wherever I can help and support, I'm going to help and support. But at the same time, I will not at any time encourage drug use, gun violence, uh, alcoholism, any of that. I will not encourage it. I will not support it. And any resource that I can have to offer them and to give the, the them when they present problems or circumstances to me that they have, I freely give that. Now, it's up to them because they are young adults, whether or not they're going to act on those resources or to utilize those resources. But I certainly have no guilt. I certainly have no 
excuse. To say that I didn't do the best that I could by my children. When I sleep at night, I sleep well. Whatever choices our children make, they make them. But have we done our part? Or are we still lost ourselves? And are we really not wanting solutions for the things that we deal with? And we just want to play on other people's emotions and thinking they ought to sit with us in our pities because we have neglected and failed to do our part. First as a parent, and as a whole, as a community. So don't cry now because it seemed like shit hitting the fan. Mm -hmm. Don't cry now when you done talk so bad about daddy that daddy can't even come in put a fist in his son's chest and rough him up a little bit to get him to act right. When a community can't come together and stand together in a neighborhood to say, don't bring your gun violence around here or we're gonna turn you in. When you got something against all the solutions that people are trying to bring to you, when you start losing your sons and daughters to not only gun violence, but also to this drug activity, because they're your relatives, that's dealing in and in, 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 in supplying the stuff. You don't want nobody to do anything with them. Sometimes jail will help save their life before they reach a cemetery. Sometimes a school for boys or a school for girls getting sent off somewhere will save their life from the type of activities that are going on. Things that they're engaging in, prostitution, hate crimes. Sometimes it takes something that drastic to save their lives. And when people offer those solutions to you, you cry about it. When dad wants to step in and do something, you have polluted the child's mind so bad. Because dad didn't want to be with you because the relationship was toxic. Because you had your own share of daddy issues. 
So now little Junior running around with his chest out and can't nobody tell him nothing. Take your hands out. Let somebody rough them up. Let somebody get in their face. Let somebody take them guns. Let somebody take them drugs. Send their ass off somewhere. Before the shit get real. And stop crying about everything. Chances are you need to take your ass off somewhere to a rehab or something as well with them. And get yourself together. And stop thinking this shit going on around here is cute because it's not. Take your hands off the school. And let these people do something with these badass kids. Let them set some boundaries. Let them do something about those behaviors. Y'all work together as a team so that we can save these kids. Because crying about it ain't going to save them. All crying about it is going to get them, like I said, in one or two places, in somebody's prison cell or somebody's graveyard. Let these community health workers and these community mental health workers help your children. You realize, let them help you. Let these church people help you. Help you get your mind right. Help you get your the dynamics of your family right, if that's what it takes. While you're in the church house shouting and singing and praying and going home and turning a blind eye to what's right there in your household. Because you popping pills and getting high and drunk. And your child see you and you feel guilty because daddy ain't there. Daddy would be there if you let him. And if that daddy wouldn't be there, the biological daddy wouldn't be there. Some man would be there if you let him. And not just to sleep with your loose self. Come on now. We have to do better. We have to stop crying. Business ain't going good. We have to stop crying about it. There are solutions. How are you a coach? How are you a mentor? YouTube, Google, solutions are out there. It's in the book. I'll put a link to the book in the description. Get your copy. You got too much pride to get out and get some public help? Do it in private. Give me a call. I'll consult with you. But whatever you do, don't cry about it. Don't cry now. Until next time, I am your host, 
and Trisha Bray.